0: Welcome to the Global Watch Prayer Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we build community in prayer to empower the church from local expressions to global connections. For more information and resources on the Global Watch, visit theglobalwatch.com.
1: We want to welcome you, everybody. This is the Global Watch International Call. It is January 9th, 2024, 6 a.m. Jerusalem time. And uh, this is actually a continuation of, this is part two from the journey call that we had 24 hours ago. Journey call is our weekly disciples. <clears throat> we are in week two of our 21-day initiative. And week two is the community call of the Watchmen. And uh, yesterday's session was entitled, Walking in Victory in Days of Adversity. T- today's session is From Mm -hmm. Trial to Triumph, Defeating Offense and Betrayal, and my lovely wife Susan is going to be the main presenter, and I'm going to add in a few things as well, and so we would like to have, let's see, Utah, why don't you, from Germany, why don't you open us up in prayer, and then Susan Mm -hmm. has a worship song, and then we'll get right into it
2: father this is the day that you have made let us rejoice and be glad in it we thank you so much that we are together here as one in you christ before you our father and thank you for this special day that that you have already called for father that we can just follow you together lord thank you in one spirit father thank you for everything what what you already have given also a friend and Sue, father that you you guide to them lord and thank you that we have eyes to see ears to hear our hearts to receive really in depth what you are saying, that we can follow you together, our Savior, our Redeemer, our Bridegroom, our King, our Father, Lord. We honor you and we give you all glory
3: in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen. Thank you so much, Utah. All right, Susan Rao, go ahead and let's let's hear the worship song.
3: I've got the theme song for this "Walking in Victory" three weeks, and I don't think there's any better song than to, to introduce this topic tonight on offense and betrayal. But here it is: "The battle belongs."
1: Here we go. Amen. We thank you, Lord, that the battle does belong to you, and uh, we are ready to fight. We just thank you that you are preparing our hands for war and our mm-hmm. fingers for battle, and we just say. Over the the airwaves here, we just say today, let God arise and let His enemies be scattered. And part of that battle is knowing um, how to fight, how to walk in victory in days of adversity, and going from trial to triumph. So, Susan Rao, um, give us your uh, insights on this as we go forward.
3: I will. <laughs> with a lot of fear and trembling, (laughs) because this is a a topic that I think touches every heart. And so I'm not gonna even use slides tonight. I I wanna get us all on just a very easy uh, platform and um, atmosphere tonight of discussion and sharing. I'll share my heart and I hope that it'll stir up some discussion and prayers at the end here. And I, first of all, want to say that I'm not coming to you tonight with being the expert in this area. That's not the, that's not the way I want to portray myself. I will say that I am a watchman who is very concerned looking out over the horizon and what's happening as we see this Antichrist spirit, this Babylonian spirit rise up in the nations, it's popping up everywhere (laughs) and so I, it's with that, that in my mind that we're presenting this tonight. And last year, I put out a word saying, get ready for the unveiling. And I, I read it just today to refresh my memory and what we actually did write, And I, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is happening right now. And so after yet last night's session, I was so stirred up that I started thinking about what's this year. God, Last year it was get ready for the unveiling, but this year God is on the move. He is on the move. And the word I have for this year is that get ready to look at the three battlefields <laughs> that we're going to be tested in. Why? Because God is raising up a prophetic church that has eyes to see and ears to hear. Now, the three battlegrounds I talked about was the tyranny of the urgent, The crisis of identity and our authority in Christ. And I'm saying that with all gentleness, but also with sober awareness that we may all be tested in one of those areas, but also because of the hour, we're going to meet Jesus in those areas and he's going to bring us up to a whole new level. So let's cheer one another on as we go into this year, but get ready to meet Jesus on your battlefield this year. And this prophetic church is going to be is going to be uh, have a dimensions that we've not seen before, and I believe it's partly because Watchmen will be part of it. It will be girding it and guarding it and calling out its destiny. Ezekiel three thirty three both speak of Watchmen who see the sword coming upon the land. We've got to speak out, and we've got to have eyes first of all to see it and ears to hear what the spirit is saying in order to speak it out accurately. So that's all very important to the kingdom. And it's very much on the enemy's heart to interfere with it. Why? Because he doesn't want to see the powerful church that's coming. It's in the winds. It's in the makings. So as we go into tumultuous times, just praise the Lord, because in the midst of it, he is moving. And we are definitely in Matthew 24 times. Um, Matthew twenty four ten is what we're focusing on tonight. And then many will be offended and will betray one another and will hate one another. Um, well, I'm going to jump right into this, but I just want to define that um, there's very slight difference between offense and betrayal. Betrayal is when trust is broken when an offense is there, but trust is broken. Offense, there may not necessarily be trust, but there's a real test in there. There, there may be underlying issues that are permeating an, a relationship or a situation that <clears throat> hasn't cracked off into a loss of trust, but there's animosity there. Jesus promised his disciples in the Olivet discourse in John 16:33. I have told you these things, so that that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. <clears throat> the news is that the enemy is very sneaky. He doesn't show up with the horns and a pitchfork in front of our face necessarily. He comes as an angel of light. He tries to influence our reasoning. Our, our sense of virtue and um, the problem is that it, when he starts coming in and you in your mind you're thinking you're all right yeah you're standing all right but you're getting further and further away from the covenant, covenant God's covenant purpose because your mind is being seduced into this uh, demonic force and it pulls us off uh, feeling like we're self-righteous we're right they're wrong and it it's a force the the problem is that force You may be right in your own mind, and biblically you may be right, but the way you're handling it doesn't lead to peace. That's when we know we're in the covenant alignment with God, because God will always bring peace. The force behind anti-Semitism and it is this Babylonian sense of, I'm right, you're wrong, So, we have wars and we have rumors of war, and we have many that become offended with each other. Say, for example, on the social screen, Black Lives Matter. Do you agree with it? Yeah, I do. I definitely do. But we have to be careful about what's driving that. And does it lead to peace? There's a, on a personal side, there can be a sort of subtle, Offense that you're taking on, maybe with the church that doesn't understand prayer, and because you have a passion for prayer, but nobody else, over, the person over here doesn't. You get a little bit offended with them, or you, if you have a ministry to children and children are everything for you, but they're not for somebody else, then you can get a little bit ticked off at who are the the culture that doesn't really share your passion. Those are things that are our personal trials that we're going to be facing, or we may be facing, and that maybe you're facing right now. So how we handle these subtle forces of the angel of light coming in to kind of suck us away from the truth of God's word and the truth and the character that God wants to give us, it, it can be very subtle at times. James talks about this, James 3, 13, Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of of wisdom. That's an assignment for us (laughs) to think about the meekness of wisdom. Meekness is strength under control. We're not just bopping somebody in the nose and saying you're wrong. But the way of Jesus is meekness of wisdom. And we'll talk about a little bit more about that. And it goes on to say, talk about offense. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthly, sensual, demonic. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield full, of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace so there's two kinds of wisdom that we can get into and i think it's really helpful to discern our hearts what are we what kind of wisdom are we operating are we uh, operating in the wisdom that keeps our head turning around and mulling over the issues and all of a sudden you're caught up with envy and strife and selfish ambition are we in the wisdom of god that is gentle willing to yield learn from our circumstances full of mercy and good fruits and this produces the wisdom from above so what's driving these two engines of i'm right you're wrong or I am really right, and I'm learning through this whole process by being submitted to the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> I hope you're getting the kind of gist here. The bottom line is the enemy is very sneaky about how he gets our, you know what, I'm, I've am i done this, and I'm going to do this. Why? Because it just makes me a little bit higher than you. See, that? that is this. Babylonian spirit coming in, taking, separating people. I'm better than you are. I'm right. You're wrong. I've done this. You haven't. And so therefore I'm not really taking you seriously. That, these are all innuendos. I hope you can picture yourself in different situations where this kind of innuendo comes in and it just drives us away from our position in Christ. So Let's go on. Um, Betrayal, again, is just one step further uh, off of offense. It's when trust is broken. And that could be a whole nother discussion. But when offense is not handled in our lives, it can lay foundations for betrayal. In biblical context, betrayal is fundamentally a rejection of our covenant relationship with God and with one another, and respect for God's covenant relationship with somebody else. God covenant relationship with us and with others, is just broken and trust then is fallen. And the issue is here, we have to forgive, we're commissioned to forgive, but trust is earned. And um, when that trust line is broken, uh, It takes a lot more work, and it takes a mutual relationship to rebuild that. But no matter what, we can still forgive. In 1 Peter 2, 23, Peter says, When Christ was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but he continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. Wow. Think about that and what kind of circumstances you have been, even in, say, the reconciliation movements. I think we can have gatherings where we have a really good sense of uh, reconciliation, but have we fully entrusted ourselves to God who judges justly? Think about that. Because wars... and rumors of wars are rising, and yet we've been in all of these different reconciliation services, but hasn't made a difference in the atmospherical shift of these demonic roots that have grown and have borne very deep and difficult roots. The importance is that we trust God in these circumstances, especially when trust is broken, where do you have to trust? You don't trust the situation. You don't have to try to trust that person. They've not made any kind of steps in that direction, but our trust has got to be in God. And this is where I feel how we handle these situations determines where we end up, because when we're in these very difficult betrayal or offense situations, it's very easy to defend ourselves and not trust God and try, but, but yeah, but this is why I did this. This is why I did that. And <clears throat> yes, there is a time where you can explain that. But if you feel like you have to explain it, uh, instead of trusting God, all of a sudden that cup full of wisdom that God wants to give you is poured out and you, you shrink back and you'll have to go maybe It's up to God, but you may end up in another trial where God wants to give you something. He wants to give you this wisdom. He wants to give you that strength of character to pursue the call of God on your life. And he'll he'll put a trial up before you. And he's got this uh, uh, vessel filled with oil, filled with character, filled with wisdom, filled with understanding, filled with the knowledge of him. He wants to give it to you. But as soon as you take it on yourself and try to explain yourself away and make an excuse for your error, it shuts down again. But it it can be a process. I think life is a process where we all go through those kinds of things. But there comes a time that we must understand that these uh, difficulties in our life are given by God as a grace. It's a grace that that he gave it to us because we learned through it. We learned something about ourselves. We learned something about God, and we learned something about others. We will not learn those kinds of things in a place of peace. Sitting on the bedpost, enjoying life. Life is uh, all all about me. And we're not going to learn the wisdom that God wants to give us. When these challenges come, take it on. I have found that when I have been challenged a few years ago, we were really challenged. And <clears throat> I understood the psalm that my heart grew hot within me. And I wanted to speak, but I shut my mouth. And I, it was like six months of shutting my mouth, not defending myself. And through it all, I, I, I came out on the other end. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I've just been very much vetted. <laughs> it, there's nothing left. Take it all. <laughs> and the fruit of that in my life has been so much wisdom, so much more, greater capacity to love. And I don't feel like I have to explain myself or excuse myself anymore. It, he, God created something in me, a weapon in me, or a, a shield in me that it has expanded. And... It, I believe that this is one of the fruits of going through these trials and getting over them, shutting your mouth, learning and leaning into God, not making excuses for yourself, keeps you out of that seductive spirit that wants to pull and make excuses for the situation. It gets you over into this tabernacle with God, where you learn the character that he wants to give you. And, and you can go on with your life and bear the fruit that comes with that believe me the greater the testing the greater the triumph and the greater the call that you have some of you if you're in a very deep dark place be encouraged there's something very big right on the other side of this trial that is that is waiting for you so why do we have to go through these trials because God is a father and he wants to give good gifts to your children but if you give good kid, uh, gifts to your children all the time you know what you end up with <laughs> those of us who've raised, raised kids it's not good we must discipline our kids <laughs> we we don't have a <laughs> we have an evil nature in there that <laughs> likes to grab the seductive spirit and take it off and uh, do some not very nice things. Every father who loves their children disciplines them. And so we have a father who disciplines us to strengthen us for the plans that he has for us. And he has plans to pro- uh, prosper us, not to harm us, to give a hope and a future. There is um, <clears throat> one scripture, Hebrews 12, uh, 6 through the eleven that I just want to, um, read to you because it's pretty sobering. It says, if you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. What an honor to be called a son of God. In fact, all creation is growing for the sons of God to emerge. So if you're enduring a cleansing, uh, God is dealing with you as with a son. Uh, For what son is there whom a father does not chasten? But if you are Without chastening, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not sons. O, that's pretty scary. I think one of the more, even more, he goes on to say in verse 14, pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble and by this, many become defiled. That i That's my go-to verse, guys. He was 12, 14. When I start uh, feeling that sense of wanting to defend myself, because uh, I want to defend myself, even out of self-righteousness. And I go to this verse, and I, I think, Help me, Lord, to know how to navigate this with wisdom and with understanding. And the wisdom that is from above, where does that come from? It comes from us not taking offense, not buying into jealousy, bitter envy, strife, selfish ambition. But seeking peace, pursuing peace with people, loving people through a very difficult time can bring us forward into that place of wisdom. And um, believe me, if you're prophetic at all, you've had plenty of chances to be rejected. And falling into that trap, can be um, that can be a lifelong pursuit. The enemy's chief tactic, I think, is to cause people to feel rejected and not heard. And uh, I believe there's a whole company that God is now raising up out of that cycle of a rejection and not being heard to bring forth a prophetic company that's coming, being delivered out of that Babylonian, uh, Babylonian somersault into the beauty of God's light. He's taking beauty, out of, he's making beauty out of the ashes of these, these times. Believe me, if you've been in those places, I have your empathy. I'll talk with you anytime. <laughs> but I've had to learn to be comfortable with my discomfort. Comfortable with rejection and knowing and leaning into God, trusting that He is creating in me, He's crafting a character in me, and believe me, I wouldn't even be speaking this tonight if I haven't gone through it. Fred knows I can be real with you. There are times that I'm forced to go to places that I know I need to be that I am very uncomfortable because I know I'm not heard, I know I'm not identified in my gifting, and. I'm very frustrated. Oh, God has me sitting there. You know why? Because I want you. He says I want you to sit there, and know what it was like for Jesus. And I lean into Jesus. Lean into the Jesus in you. The Spirit that's working. That peace. That patience. That kindness. That goodness. That gentleness and self-control. That's not gonna. That's not gonna develop in you on easy street. And like I said, the greater the call the bigger that test is going to be. And Hebrews go on to say, now no chastening is joyful for the present, is it? it? It just is not. You wish you didn't have to be here. You're sweating bullets and blood, and you're just like, God, get me out of here. But guess what? But painful. Nevertheless, afterwards, after you've shown that you can, you're carrying this, you're honing this thing that God is wanting to do in you, you're leaning into Jesus, you're leaning into that way of peace. <laughs> it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness. So those who have uh, to those who have been trained by it. And Romans 1212 12 promises that God works all things together for good for those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. There's great fruit there's great rewards in working through your offense, great fruit in working through that betrayal that you may be, on, be in or even uh, toying with, and you don't even realize it. That's how subtle the enemy can work on this. You can be, feel like you're sitting over here and being That's so right. You're so right. You're so right. You're right. Oh, you just know you're right. Over here is God but you're out of covenant alignment because you're not operating in peace. You're self-justifying yourself. You've not working in forgiveness. I hope you're getting the whole idea of this. One of the, the main things with offense is that you have to, first of all, realize you're dealing, you're in it. You're recognizing that you're in it. If I am so right, I am so right. I know I'm right in this. I'm right biblically. I'm right everything else. But my heart is turning away from the way of peace with God and being peaceable with others. That's a very big understanding of knowing that you're, you're not in handling this very well if, you're, if you don't have that peace. That's one of the first recognition points. And then you, you need to learn to face it. Deal with it. Um, Matthew 18 is uh, in our core values. By the way, I would encourage you to look on the Global Watch website, and we have a a whole page on our core values. In it is Matthew 18, verses 15 through 20. I'm going to read it because it's so important, and I don't want to touch anybody's sensitivities on this, but I, I have to make it real for us tonight, because my heart grieves over this. We're seeing a disruption of this kind of protocol in the body of Christ right now, with all the thing that has erupted around IHOP. I love IHOP. I love what Mike Mickle has done. He has paved the way for many of us to learn, about God's heart, to understand God's heart, to really put the end time narrative, learning the end time narrative for the hour that we are in is absolutely critical. He spent his lifetime doing that 40 years ago and David fell. (laughs) And what did David do? He left us all the Psalms. Do you think the Psalms would have come if he had left, led a, a perfect saintly life? I don't think so. I think he had to struggle out of his sin. I think I've had, Fred and I don't really want to display all of that tonight, but we've had our struggles in our own personal lives. And we've, I'm thankful for those times because it's made me sensitive today. It helps me see. It helps me understand where the enemy is working. If we're naive to all of that, this is what happens. We see people crash and burn. And so I would ask us all, if we're struggling with the issue about I have, look at Matthew 18 and ask God to teach us your ways. And it says here very clearly, I'm going to just take a drink of water because this requires a drink of water. Look at, when I read this, look at the areas you're struggling with and see where you can realign and do this right. It says, moreover, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he hears you, you have gained your brother. But if he will not hear, take with you one or two more that by the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. And if he refuses to hear them, tell it to the church. But if he refuses even to hear the church, let him be to you like a heathen and a tax collector. Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound on heaven. And whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you, if two of you agree, on earth concerning anything that they ask it will be done for them by my father in heaven for where two or three are gathered together in my name i am there in the midst of them there's order in this and whenever that's out of order i have seen it so out of order most all of my life or most everywhere i look and i would like to raise up I would like to see the global watch stand for this passage in dealing with any offense that might be rise up between any one of us. I can tell you that there is <clears throat> there will be power in our prayers. We will be able to bind and we will be able to loose, and see amazing things happen. I think we are at the threshold of God, not only unveiling the most horrible things, the things that have been under we haven't seen. He's, getting to unveil, uh, unveil that, and he's getting ready to unveil the glorious things, and he's preparing us to be a body that can hold that and steward this in a way that brings God's purposes on earth. As it, well, We will see things we have never seen before, if we get this protocol right with ourselves and with one another and with God. It's not very complicated. Matthew 18 is a great protocol. And again, it's in our core values. So <clears throat> enough said on that. If you, We will be very careful about handling that ourselves and because we've just seen so much pain and tearing up of the body, needless tearing up the body of Christ. God is wanting to make the body of Christ strong. We're the, the greatest weapon he has on earth. To be a vehicle for his purposes. And if he can, if the enemy can rip us up, he'll keep us weak. Let's not do that. Let's move in the way that God has called us to do it. So forgiveness is a given. Matthew 5 43, 44. You have heard that it said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, Love your enemies, bless those who curse you. Are we doing that? <laughs> Do good to those who hate you and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be sons of your father in heaven. For he makes his son rise on the evil and on, good, on the good and, rain, and sends rain on the just and the unjust. So let me just say this. This can be a process. And in my life, we were really tested a few years ago. And it's taken me a couple years to even get over it. And um, I'll just be honest with you. I had to work through this process. It was, uh, it's been, and it will be years of keeping my mouth shut. I had to go through the process of getting into those places where your heart was burning and you wanted to just bust out and <clears throat> tell somebody one or two things that they don't understand and they're accusing you of, <clears throat> but you, you. <clears throat> I think you've all been there. I hope you have. But anyway, those are the places where, for me, as I look back, God did a marvelous work in my heart, and I can say honestly say today that I, uh, I weep. I weep over that situation. Trust was broken so i'm waiting to see if it can be rebuilt it, there has to be steps on the other person's part but i <clears throat> i weep for them and i am praying that god i'm trusting god that he's going to do what he needs to do in that person so my i have joy i and i am fully trusting god in that situation and it, i'm saying this why because it takes a while it can take a while and If trust is, if it's a betrayal and trust is broken, you don't have to just jump back in and trust that person again. That's not wisdom. But you can pray for them and you can work your own heart for forgiveness. You'll know you've forgiven them when you can pray for them in a way that lines them up with God's covenant. And boy, God knows how to deal with his people. (laughs) And uh, we would do far more damage to the kingdom if we put our hands into the trying to correct things. We need to trust God in the correction. What are the rewards? And I'll finish with that and open it up for discussion. The tests of God realigns us with our trust in God, and it builds our integrity and favor with God. Let me understand when we pass through these tests and align ourselves up with what how God wants us to grow through these tests, it builds integrity and favor with God. Psalm 41, 7 through 12. I'm going to read this. And I love this. Look, David was an imperfect human being, but he was a man after God's own heart. I love this psalm. And I hope it speaks to you. And it says, all who hate me whisper together against me. Against me, they devise my hurt. An evil disease, they say, clings to him. And now that he lies down, he will rise up no more. Even my own familiar friend in whom I trusted. ouch. (laughs) Who ate my bread has lifted up His heel against me, but you, O Lord, be merciful to me and raise me up that I may repay them. By this, I know that you are well pleased with me because my enemy does not triumph over me. As for me, you uphold me in my integrity and set me before your face forever. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel from everlasting to everlasting. This is a psalm to read tonight. If you are struggling with offense, know that God can take you on a journey that can break you from all the offense and keep you out of betrayal and lift your head above your enemies. And you will have wisdom and understanding, favor with the Lord. He will have assurance of his love. You will know the sonship of God. I can guarantee you, I can guarantee you that it is there waiting for you. Don't hang on to the cheap stuff. Don't hang on to the, oh, it makes me feel good to just say this thing about this person. It doesn't get you anywhere. It deflates your balloon, your spiritual balloon. That's people who can rise up on wings of eagles with healing in their wings, whose head is above the enemy, who sees afar off and sees the promises and the purposes of God and calls those things that are not into being. We are in the times when the darkness is getting darker and the, but the light in you is going to get lighter. I'm calling it out on the watchman tonight. I'm calling out your light. Don't stay hidden in the darkness of these little offenses that make you feel so good to say something about somebody. Don't stay there. Don't stay there. Align with what God has for you. Be comfortable in that. And as you walk that way, people will notice because why his presence goes with you. James says, and I'll finish with this. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, get this everyone, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him one more time blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test that person will receive the crown of life that the lord has promised to those who love him take on points when offended recognize it when you're taking on offense Recognize it, because it'll stir up jealousy, envy, bitter strife, and all that yuck. It'll just take you in that cycle. And turn to the Lord and ask God, align me with your light, with your covenant truths. And understand me, not only for me, but for that person. Because when you can see beyond what is causing this person to do that, you'll have the compassion of God. Wisdom will expand. Your head will come up above the enemy. Your words will carry healing into the atmosphere. It's not worth it, guys. It's not worth it to take on that little offense and feel good about talking about somebody and gossip. That's why gossip is a sin. The only thing when that trial came to us at the end, I realized this was absolute gossip and all I did was I I just said God I'm trusting in you because if I defend myself it nobody's that's just gonna make me look weak and so I just said quietly I just said I'm sorry sirs this is gossip and it's a sin done over (laughs) but I know that I value that time because in it, it grew the understanding of the times now. God was showing us culture that's rising now. And I'm praying that this talk tonight can give us some keys. If you're struggling with it, my compassion is with you. But these there are scriptures the Bible throughout the Bible, there's so many scriptures. I'm I feel very inadequate even addressing this subject tonight because it can be an ongoing discussion. It may be a follow-up session as well, but understand that God sees it. He sees it, and he's calling you forward, son and daughter. He's calling you out. He's calling you out of the darkness into his life. It's not worth it to hang on to the rejection. It's not worth it to hang on to that pointing finger. That's another thing in our core values. Isaiah 58, 9, take away the pointing of the finger and the speaking wickedness. Why? Because God has greater promises. You know what he wants? You will become repairers of the breach and restorer of streets to dwell in. I see so many of you walking in that already. There's a mighty army rising up. We're going to see amazing things. But we're going to be tested, and when that test comes, my prayer is that we all see it, and we don't take the bait of Satan, because the crown of life is waiting on the other side.
1: And that's my story. Fred? Amen. That's powerful. The only thing I would have to add to that is that the reason why this is being uh, this teaching is being given in the community uh, week is because it's not only important for us to look at betrayal and offense and overcome it ourselves, but we need to encourage others in that as well because it's, it's a very difficult thing, a very difficult process. And the trap that we can fall into when we're hearing an, uh, someone else's pain is that we can agree with that. And that can, and not that it's wrong to agree with somebody's pain, but that can quickly turn into gossip and to taking sides on things. And we need to be encouraged to really to encourage each other not to walk in offense. And that is, that's just so important. And it's so important in the global watch because we, we, in order for the watch to function, the way it needs to function is we need to have a community of trust and and we need to be able to trust each other if we're going to prophesy and speak for the Lord, if we're going to you know hear His voice, if we're going to walk in unity together. It's a very difficult process, and we need to be constantly encouraging each other for God's best and to, and to walk in that. Susan, we don't have that much time. I think we probably it probably would be good to have a follow up session on this because. <clears throat> We'll have a lot of, I think, a lot of comments, a lot of questions, yeah. and we need to pray as well. I want to just, I want to go quickly to, Shirley uh, had something to add that I think will be somewhat complimentary to what you've been saying, and then we'll have a couple people pray, and then we'll close it up. Yeah. Go ahead, Shirley, if you want to unmute yourself.
2: Wow, Sue, I'm speechless. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. No, I'm kidding. When somebody comes on and they share from their heart and they have that passion you know that they've walked that road and Susan Rao we salute you we appreciate you and we value all the trauma all the stuff that the enemy has brought at you but you've kept going and you've kept going and you've been purified and you've been purified thank you thank you for making those really tough decisions. Thank you for holding back when you needed to hold back. Thank you for speaking forward when that was necessary. We need that today. You've been telling us over and over again, you've been this prophetic lighthouse for us that is showing us where we are going and confirming what many of us are sensing. But we need the tools. We need to know how to do that. And you are the person that is bringing that, you and Fred. So thank you. Thank you for paying the price. And uh, Sam Watley wrote a book called Meek, like a war horse, and other stories to ponder. And Jesus creates a strange image by saying, Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. That's Matthew 5:5. 5, 5. Paul speaks of the meekness <laughs> and the gentleness of Christ, 2 Corinthians 10:1. <clears throat> Excuse me. A dictionary defines meekness as what? easily imposed upon, submissive, and spineless. But wait a minute, once you realize that this word is a translation of a Greek military term, (laughs) you get a completely different picture. The Greek word praous was used to define a horse trained for battle. Wild stallions were brought down from the mountains and they were broken for riding. Some were used to pull wagons, some were raced, and the best were trained for warfare, that is you. They retain their fierce spirit, courage, and power, but were disciplined to respond to the slightest nudge or pressure of the rider's leg. We are discerning We quiet our hearts, we quiet our spirits to hear, put our our ear to the ground. What is the Lord saying? We keep our eye gates and our ear gates clean and clear. These horses could gallop into battle at 56 kilometers or 35 miles per hour and come to a sliding stop at a word. They were not frightened by arrows, by spears or torches. Then, they were said to be meeked. To be meeked was to be taken from a state of wild rebellion, sound familiar, and made completely loyal to and dependent upon one's master. We are completely loyal and dependent upon Jesus. It is also to be taken from an atmosphere of fearfulness and made unflinching in the presence of danger. That's where we are walking now. Some war horses would dive from ravines into rivers, some charged into the face of exploding cannons. We are a special ops team. We are spiritual seals and we are in a battle and we are not going to flinch. Lord Tennyson, in a poem, expressed this, the charge of the light brigade. He said, these stallions become submissive, but certainly not spineless. They embody power under control, strength with forbearance. And when Paul speaks of the meekness and the gentleness of Christ, he is describing this kind of obedience. Jesus did not suffer on the cross because he was a doormat. He went to pay a price that had to be paid for all of us. He marched into hell to keep us away from it. And we too are called to demonstrate power under control.
3: <clears throat>
2: Through the Holy Spirit, as Sue was saying, we can forgive those who hurt us. As Sue was so demonstrating so well, we can withhold our spiteful replies. We can be the first to apologize. Do we want to be right or do we want peace? We can be a servant to others. We can be meek. And when Jesus needed to confront sin, I'm almost done, Fred, hypocrisy and abuse, he did John 8, 48. All of those things took courage and control. Jesus demonstrated the spiritual wisdom to face confrontation without using his power to do it in a sinful way. Our old nature may want to resort to the spitefulness, the prideful put-downs, or the cruelty of shutting that person out of your life. We've been on the receiving end of that. We know what it feels like, but God calls us to be meek. He urges us to speak the truth in love and leave the consequences to him. We too are being trained for war and Christ leads us forward to battle the world, the flesh, and the devil and we go as those who charge into the face of danger when ordered to do let us be meek as war horses let us take up the charge this clarion call that Susan has put in front of us and we say yes Lord let it be according to your purposes and your will
3: that was powerful Shirley
1: (laughs) <laughs> you Amen. If, but, um, you weren't, if, if you weren't stirred up by Sue's message, you're going yeah, stir <laughs> to stirred up uh, by Shirley's comments at the end. This is very powerful, Susan, and we definitely need to have a follow-up message. We need to have um, a couple people pray into this, and then you're going to uh, give us announcements, and then we're going to close off. Colin Brown from Australia, how would you like <clears> to <throat> just, just pray into this into what's being said as the Lord
0: leads you? sure Dear heavenly father we thank you for this summons and this calling of, of the watchman and we thank you the blessed are those who persevere under trial and we thank you lord that it is your loving us that gives us the grace and the wisdom in the face of adversity both so very close to home as well as surrounding us and we want to thank you Lord that you are faithful and we thank you Lord that you sober this by saying let those who think they stand take heed lest they fall but you are faithful and we thank you Lord that you will not let us be tested tempted or tried beyond what we can bear but that when we are you will provide a way out so that we can stand up under it. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you are our strength. Just like David says in Psalm 18:1, we love you, Lord, our strength. And blessed be your glorious name. Thank you for strengthening us. Bless Sue and bless Shirley bless Fred, Lord. And thank you that as together we stand shoulder to shoulder with our eyes fixed on Jesus, the author. In the perfector of our faith. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Colin.
1: Let's go to Margaret, Greg. Margaret, could you just unmute yourself and just pray into this as the Lord leads you?
4: Thank you, Fred. Yes. Lord, this is a heart-wrenching message that we all need to hear because I'm sure, because we are here all together being called for the watchman for in some way or other, we have had to go through and if we're not going through it yet, we will because it is our calling and people don't like what the watchman sometimes are seeing. So Father, we ask you to give us in our hearts that forgiveness, Lord God, so that we can overcome, and we will be able to then gracefully, not just swallow it in, but gracefully be able to bless them and pray for them. As Susan said, you will know when you are, where you are blessing them and praying for those who have I'm against you, persecuted you in a way. So Father, we just want to thank you for today's message. We thank you for each and every watchman that is watching this today and watch this. And thank you, Lord, that you're speaking to our hearts, to go deeper into our hearts, to be able to release any scars from the past that are still hidden, some wounds deep down. And I can tell you that there are some deep scars in my heart, which I thought I have Done away with, but I know that now they're still there. So, Father, I just want to thank you and bless Susan and Fred for this message and for Global Watch and for bringing us together to go deeper because, for sure, for sure, great victory is coming. For sure, there's great authority given to us once we do this. So, Father, we thank you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen. Thank you, Margaret. Susan, do you have any? Announcements before we close. So you're mute, you're muted, dear. You're, you're muted.
3: I have an assignment, I think, from the Lord to go to where is it? Oh no Wisdom, the meekness was meekness in wisdom. Where is that? I should have had it. Oh yeah, James 3:13. There's one phrase in there that I thought it would be really good for all of us to. Uh, I'm going to at least uh, ponder upon it. The meekness of wisdom. If meekness is strength under control, what does that mean? What is meekness of wisdom? I think it has some, I think that's a a pretty significant gift that God wants to give us. And just meditate on it. And I also want to, I put up a link to our core values. For those of you who are new on the watch and even for those who are old, I'd encourage you to go back and uh, read it because a lot of that is drawn up to keep our community healthy and to follow Matthew 18 and also Isaiah 58, nine 59, eight, and 59.6. And to watch what we say because the power of life and death is in the tongue. And out of the abundance of our heart, our mouths speak. That's the bottom line lesson for tonight. And it, I can just say that that urge to just say something, resist it this week. Resist it. And I can tell you, by next month, you're going to be a different person, and you're going to find uh, more favor with God. <laughs> more and more favor. Your answered prayers answered. Mm-hmm. Authority in your prayers. Tomorrow at the 3 three p.m. watch, I think, tomorrow morning, 6 a.m., yeah, the Africa watch was very gracious to open the opportunity for Charisse Grell. None of you know her. <laughs> We're getting a lot of these hidden nuggets coming on that we get to hear. She's going to talk about something very interesting a concept that the first time I've ever heard it was from her is called stewardship leadership. We all know servanthood leadership, but we're at war. <laughs> and now God's asking us to steward something. So if you want some good nuggets, you're going to want to hear her. She's a dear person and she knows what she's talking about.
1: Amen. Okay. We, if we could have a, uh... Joe Hardwick, close us off in prayer, but before you do, Joe, I just want to say, just uh, recognize um, Stephen and Karen Masood, I'm not sure I'm pronouncing your last name correctly, but um, we're just, we're honored to have you uh, join with us for this hour, and you're welcome at any time, and uh, we just bless you in your ministry to the the Muslims. It's a very strategic ministry, and we're just uh, thankful to have you teach us when you do and join with us when you're not teaching. So you're, you are welcome anytime. And thank you for, we're just honored to have you join, joining with us. Thank
0: Thank you you. so much. We are also
1: very
5: much blessed. We really needed what this Mm -hmm. evening was said. Yes. We,
3: we all do We're a trial <laughs> we right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, none of yeah. us are experts in this. We're all on a journey. <laughs> Thank you. yeah Thank
1: you. Well we just again, we just bless you in your in your walk and just declare that uh 2024 is going to be a real strategic year for you and your ministry in Jesus' name. Uh,
3: yeah. We receive okay. that. Thank you. We so receive much. it. Yes. yeah Thank you. We Amen. look forward to next week.
1: Yeah. Thank you. <clears throat> yeah. So go ahead, Joe, and just uh, close us off in prayer.
5: Right. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this hour and a bit that has been so inspiring. And I'm sure it's taken many of us back to areas where we have failed because we have spoken out instead of keeping quiet. Lord, I just thank you that you are growing us and that you are taking us from one level to another. And we thank you for each of these teachings that we have and we thank you for although it was painful for Sue and Fred to go through these times they have learned and they can pass on to us so thank you so much for uh, sharing your heart and for teaching us at this stage so thank you Lord let us go into this day where some of you are going to sleep and some are just waking up Lord we just say thank you for this time and we look forward to the next watch uh, which will be 3 p.m. Jerusalem time today, Tuesday. Thank you. Amen.
1: All God's people said, Amen. Everybody unmute yourselves. Wave to Amen. each other. Amen.